I'm Max, and you're listening to Zito Slapitas, a Mammoth Club original podcast. Hello, all my superhero friends. I'm Alan. I'm Molly. And I'm Max. And don't you worry, we will be getting our superhero names later. I just haven't thought of mine yet, but I guarantee you anything I come up with is better than the ones we heard today. And this is Zetus Lapidus. It is a show where we watch every Disney Channel original movie in chronological order. And this week, we watched Up Up. Head away! 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 Where I wanted to be instead of watching this movie. Away somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a ride that we went on. Not just what we did for the intro, but like the actual film itself. I like that you kept the like Yeah, the yeah. Pose. yeah. You kept the Superman pose throughout your entire it was like it was providing the voice for you. Uh, honestly, it I often you. I often have to go a bit method. So the basic show info for this film is that the only normal member of a superpowered family feels left out and confused until he has the chance to use a talent of his own to say everyone I and i have so that, much problem that doesn't with that. make any Max. sense at all that's Max. not what that <laughs> that's Max. not what that movie's about at all he has no talent it's established throughout the entire film i think that's a bad explanation i mean oh. I, I mean no i'm gonna jump way ahead are they suggesting the talent he has is kicking a soccer ball yes. through an aluminum foil yes. hole yes that's that, the talent that is summarized <laughs> in this that's I have crazy a lot of thoughts. we're gonna no Oh. Bad, bad summary. Oh, that is crazy. Nowadays, you could write you could write this summary in one word, mm-hmm. Encanto. But it would be it has to be <laughs> in, it has to be Encanto plus The Incredibles. No, it's Encanto sure. plus Sky. This movie High. is The Incredibles yeah. and Encanto. It sure. Is, yeah. I, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, it's exactly it. This was released January 22nd of 2000, so we've made it into the millennia. Ooh, Everybody listening. We made it wow. through Y2K. Glad we, we all survived. survived. <laughs> I know we were all worried when we left the Horse Sense podcast, sort of going back into our, our minds of like, oh my gosh, are we going to make it through Y2K? Hey, we did. It's all going to be okay. I was worried. Being 2022, I was concerned if we survived. <laughs> Hey, Max, we made it. We made it. Thank God. This has not all been a dream. Which sometimes it does feel that way. Sometimes it. I hope my subconscious didn't dream up a global pandemic, though. But that would be dark. I agree. Not not the best part of a dream. Some would call that a nightmare. The top song, Molly. I think you're really gonna like this one. Is What a Girl Wants by Christina oh, Aguilera. Oh, yeah, it is. What a girl wants, what uh, a girl needs, mm-hmm. whatever makes, makes me, happy me happy to set you free. And I'm thanking you for giving mm-hmm. it to me. Mm-hmm. What a girl wants, oh, what a girl we got the needs. Key Somebody sexy, talking crazy, stacking cool like you. I don't have the pipes that Christina yeah, has. These, these are the damn did I love. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. This is like it's okay. <laughs> just flashback to the Snow White. About, I swear, you're the one. Ah. Oh wow! Wow! Pop off, Queen. Yeah, you. Hey, yeah, you, do, you do, sell do, it. Do, do. <laughs> oh, I'm thanking you for being there for me. Ooh, I like breakdown. the I like the growl a lot. Oh, you really. <laughs> I really liked Christina Aguilera. (laughs) (laughs) 
What noises are we making? Oh, God. That's digging into it's my an share ex, register. It's an X-Dina growl. I have a share register I haven't shared publicly, Oh, I can't, that's, I can't we're wait. We're digging into it. Uh, the top grossing film was Next Friday, starring Ice Cube and Mike Epps. <laughs> nice. I'm sorry. Aren't those the movies that created Felicia? Like, the joke by Felicia, I'm pretty sure comes Damn. from the Friday movies. Damn. Yes. We got them to thank. When I was looking up these different you know features of the time i was like next friday I, why do i know that so i like did the imdb deep dive i was like oh my god i know the costumes i know that oh my god who's your favorite of the ices is it ice cube is it ice tea i swear if you mention vanilla is ice it you vanilla get ice who's Le- your leave. favorite of the ices take a lap go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja go go ninja go ninja uh that's a vanilla ice classic by the way if it wasn't clear to you yeah <laughs> it, it, it I, was. I am a fan of the ice tea i like him on uh svu i'm a fan of the ice cube okay okay i like yeah i like ice tea on svu he's a good cop he is consistently surprised about he the same fucking confused. situations that happen. He's confused every, every time episode. he goes into a crime scene, but he figures it out. He is literally like, honestly, this is not a knock on him. He is consistently like, "What do you mean about that?" And like, just consistently, always just he, thinking know, it through. It's a it's a blank page every day. Somebody's got to get that exposition. He, he does he it splendidly, it. legitimately splendidly. Uh, some of the news headlines of the time. By the way, you're going to get two kind of sad ones and then like a fun one. Hedy Lamar passed away at age 86. That's a bummer. For those of you who don't know, Hedy Lamar, actress, brilliant actress, was once voted the most beautiful uh, actress of her age. Uh, Nelson Mandela also made his plea to the UN Security Council to aid in the end of Burundi's six-year civil war. So this is that conflict coming to... Then we get the... The origin of the Mandela effect here. We have the resurgence of tech decks, y'all. The fuck's wow. a tech deck? Wow, the tech deck. The finger, the finger, the finger skateboard. Oh, I didn't have one of those. Oh, no, so many doing kick flips on the desk at school. They got yep, banned. Yeah. I think they were like banned. everything else. Yeah, I yeah. think they were banned for sure. <laughs> those <laughs> Pokemon cards, yo-yos, anything we were having fun with, they Enjoy banned. Enjoy that, like, brought hey, fuck yeah. your life. Yeah. You know what they didn't ban? The little tabletop footballs that you could make out of classroom Well, that's because they were made out of paper. Are they going to ban paper? Uh, they could ban the folding of it in Do a you know what they way. actually they They're going to ban origami? They ban paper They're going to ban no. the action no. of origami. Yes. Do you know what they actually be- uh, like actually banned in my middle school and high school? Was gambling, which <laughs> goes without saying that you How? shouldn't be able to gamble in, in uh, those grades, but too many kids were playing cards during breaks and actually betting money on it and losing money that the parents were like, why do you keep losing your money? And then kids were like, oh, I'm losing at sweet rounds of Egyptian rat screw (laughs) during during break. And uh, then they had to literally ban the act of betting on (laughs) games. That is funny. Did you guys play ERS extensively? Because... Yeah, I, we played a game called Asshole. It's very fun. Is that ERS? No, I'm just saying it's another game oh. that we played called Asshole. Where one slaps cards in order to in order to win the pot. There was also a game where if you lost, somebody got to flick a quarter at your oh, knuckles, and then you'd have quarters, bloody knuckles. Bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. quarters. Ugh. Yeah, 
Yeah. Quarters. You I go to the next class, like geometry, and your hand will be all bloody and stuff. Yeah. 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 Kids are mean to each other. <laughs> yes, that's specifically true. like mean. we like, were really like physically other. mean to one and, another. And I think we're going to get into that a little bit in this movie because there's one kid in particular I'd like to flick a quarter at. Yeah. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Agreed. Are we ready to dive into <laughs> up, up and away? And away. Okay. So we kick off this film and we find ourselves already with like some great sick 2000s graphics. We've, we've graduated from 99. We're into the 2000s graphics and we open with, we have sort of two scenes happening simultaneously. We have, we're introduced to Scott who is our main protagonist of this film, who is the uh, boy who is turning 14 years old, sort of going through some of his own trials and tribulations. And then you also have sort of simultaneously uh, this earth protector group who is working on this program that they're trying to introduce. And this is all sort of kind of pell-mell introduced in a number of scenes in the start of the film where Scott getting ready for school going downstairs to have uh, breakfast with his family, right? And he's introduced to, you're introduced to mom, dad, older brother, younger sister. Her name's Molly. It's very important. Her name is Molly. She has laser eyeballs, just like you do. She's awesome. I, yeah, I do have laser eyeballs. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. And we have neighbor Gilbert. What's his actual name? I just called him Gilbert. I think his name is Randy, but fuck Randy. 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 Yes, Randy shows up, and the moment Randy walks through the door, the sliding glass door from the porch into the house, carrying zucchini bread wrapped in aluminum foil, the the entire tone of the film shifts. It's like, that's true. And I actually had a question about that, because you're right. Randy comes in. Randy's not done enough to annoy the shit out of me yet. Um, mm. And he has zucchini bread wrapped in tinfoil, and the whole family looks at him like he uh, walked in with his dead dog or something like that. Just like they are house. appalled by his presence. And I was just wondering if there's ever been a time in your life that you walked in somewhere and everybody just like turned and stared at you. Mm. Like, have you maybe walked in late to a class, or has there ever been a time when you walked in a room and immediately felt uncomfortable? Okay, those are different questions because I've accidentally walked into a girl's restroom in elementary school and I immediately... I, I think that counts. That Absolutely. I think that counts. Like you just like... I think we've all had the accidental restroom moment where you walk and you're like, well... <laughs> I have I have accidentally walked in the wrong bathroom. That's true. But I don't... Um, I like this is a different moment because I feel like what I'm envisioning is we walk into a space and then the entire contents of the space, which is presumably fairly full, looks at us and is like, hey, why are you here? I think that the thing for me is in this scene, it's not the, the, the thing that makes it so odd is that Randy walks in and it's not like we're uncomfortable with you. It's not like you walked in on something awkward. The tone of this scene, as soon as Randy walks in is this kid just walked in with a live hand grenade. <laughs> like yeah. this kid is now, this kid has a, like an active weapon in his hand and it may go off at any second. Like it is, everyone is suddenly like, Randy, just put the gun down. Randy, hey, Randy. don't do anything. Don't do anything brash, Randy. Just just put the gun down, Randy. Just just right there on the table. Please, for the love of God, put that zucchini bread on the table, Randy. Like it is like he's gonna <laughs> murder the whole family by when he walks in. And they are all just begging him to not kill them in that moment. So 
It is a, it is a very palpable energy that comes out of that scene. I do have an example in my lifetime that oh. I think of often. Oh, please don't. You walked in with a live hand grenade? I did. And it was oh. um, huh. blonde hair and a vagina was my life. <laughs> That is that is akin to a hand grenade. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went to Clemson uh, in South Carolina, a public Southern university where, you know, some people might have certain expectations of what others can and cannot do based on what they look like. And I was lucky to be in a place where I was ahead a little bit on my actual degree. So my uh, advisor told me, you know, why don't you take an elective? Is there anything you're interested in that, like we have a ton of classes here. I'm sure there's something that you might want to just take for fun to like learn more about something you're passionate about. And I've always known that Clemson had a very strong agricultural program. And I have farmers for family members. My grandfather's a farmer and I grew up riding horses. So I thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if I took some kind of horse related class? So I signed up for equine evaluation, which is horse evaluation. And it basically, the class was going to go through the various types of equestrian activities and provide you basis on how to judge them strongly, leaning towards like Western and 4-H types of horseback riding um, or horse-related activities. And it just so happened that the day that this class started, it was a rainy day. So I trekked my happy ass from the communications building all the way to the ag building and I had on my sorority sweatshirt and I had on my pink coach rain boots because it was a little chilly and it was a little rainy outside. And I walked in with my pink glittery backpack and I sat in the class and every guy in the class, which was 90% of the class, the rest of which were other ladies, but they did not have a pink glittery backpack. And everybody <laughs> spun around and looked at me like, what the fuck is this <laughs> blonde bitch doing here? <laughs> Um, but I aced the class and I was actually top of the class. So suck it, all of you. Um, but yeah, I had that feeling of everybody turning in the class and looking do at me like... Do they reach out consistently? Like, no. do we need to tell them this? No. But if they are, if, if you're listening... If you're listening... If you're listening... fucking ace didn't look at me. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening, equine evaluators of America, suck it. Shuck on it, Trebek. Shuck it long. And shuck it hard. All 35 of you uh, were we in the class? It. Molly's got two words for you. Yeah. So suck that, it. That's the most uncomfortable I've <laughs> ever been, like, walking into one room where everybody was like, what is this bitch doing here? Yeah. I, you, you felt like you had tinfoil walking, mm -hmm. into the, mm -hmm. uh, walking into the superhero residence? Yeah. Okay. So my, the, the thing I'll say about that is that when this scene happens, clearly, all right, we, we've not actually introduced that any of these characters are heroes. All right. Nope. Um, but we know the premise of the movie is about, you know, this non this normal kid that's going to use a talent. Um, I read the summary and <laughs> he's going to use his talent. And so I is. know that his family is superheroes, but we don't actually know that yet. And so it's clear that when Randy brings in this item, that it must be their weakness. Right. It is their kryptonite. Uh, and there are some really weird weaknesses in the plethora of superhero across comics. And so this isn't strange. But I did ask myself, having not seen this movie before, which we actually didn't talk about, but um, having not seen this movie before, uh, my my immediate question, which would get answered 
not too long from now is is it the foil or is it the zucchini yes, bread that is question. the problem i i i unclear to me is is the problem that he brought zucchini bread or that it's wrapped in aluminum foil it's it honestly i I literally thought to myself, they must hate veggie bread. Like no, they have they, to be. Ve- it turns hate. out they fucking love vegetables. It's they mm-hmm. do love vegetables. Uh, and and you're right. Oh. I didn't ask this question. Wow. I did not ask this question earlier. Did either of you watch this movie as a kid? No. Max is no. You no. know, hard no. hard no. I'm a hard no too. This was a first time viewing experience, and boy oh boy, I'm, did it disappoint. I'm also just gonna sit, drop something in real quick. We don't need to follow up on it. We can breeze right past it and get back to raining the zucchini bread. Um, mom's milf. Go on. Continue on. True. Hard agree. True. Hard agree. Uh, very, very attractive actress. Yes. They come in. We are. It is unclear if they are frightened of the zucchini bread or the aluminum foil that it is wrapped in. And then there, it's not really addressed in the moment. They just literally leave it. Literally leave it sitting on the table. We don't want to mess with that bomb. Not at like, all. You don't want to jostle right. it. Somebody's got to defuse it. Uh, and Scott and Randy bail. Scott yeah, being they the main get character, school. Randy being the older brother. Mm-hmm. No, Randy being the neighbor. Ugh, Randy. Randy's, Randy's oh, the neighbor. Sorry, Randy's Gilbert Randy. in this film. Scott grabs Randy and says, we got to go. We got to bail. And, he and says, uh, yeah, it says something like my, my dad's allergic to zucchini or something. Yeah, your, oh, your family is whack, is what Randy says, Ugh. before delivering the line, just punch her in the arm and then run away. About Scott's crush. Uh, Scott's crush. Yeah. Honestly, I did not. It took me a minute to make the connection that they're on a co-ed soccer team in middle school. Good for them. Which that was not my experience for any sporting events after elementary school. It became very yeah, quickly true. separated, very quickly separated. So yeah. I was, I thought to myself, huh, this film's pretty darn progressive. Yeah. But co-ed it, teams. it does have, I forget the little girl's name, but it's very like Amy. Amy, it's very mm-hmm. elementary, like pull her pigtails, like they're kind of mean to each other, but they, you both, you know, both of them like each other, whether it be yeah. from Randy or Amy's mom, like this is the the romantic part of this film. Yeah, yeah. but I guess my question is, I maybe my perception's off, but I always thought that the being mean to the other person stopped in early to middle, like early, early middle elementary school. Like this is, they're in middle school. Like these kids are seventh, eighth grade. I don't know. Amy's Amy's kind of savage, so Amy. Is you know, savage. Scott Scott is being encouraged by Randy to physically assault Amy, <laughs> whereas Amy is like verbally assaulting Scott's self-esteem. You know, physically she, assaults Randy. They're, they're, they're talking. They're talking about the the soccer captain vote and she's like nobody's gonna vote for you choke king you can't make a shot anyway and i was like god <laughs> damn like leave this kid away she does remind me of what's the girl's name in uh under wraps is it also oh, yeah she she reminds me of her a little bit very yeah blunt. very br- yeah now i have to know i have um, to know her name's also amy maybe that's a thing if you maybe need a, a savage becomes. girl name it's amy Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they get to school where this quote super kind and generous nonprofit organization earth protectors mm-hmm. yeah. is going to give every kid in school a new computer as long as they watch their programs every night for homework and yeah. there's nothing weird about that it's Mm-mm. definitely not for any kind of mind control it's all good the reception this guy gets by the students is incredible unrealistic 
the amount of so speakers I had in school. Now, to be fair, they never gave me a computer, but they introduced this guy and the kids are literally fist pumping. They are, whoa, <laughs> yeah, environment. Like they are literally They're like losing their minds. Kevin They're Connelly so excited. loved you in the notebook. Love you in Entourage, <laughs> man. <laughs> Yeah, Malcolm. We get introduced with Malcolm here. It's we do actually have one scene before Malcolm gets his gets the biggest intro that he's ever going to get in his life, and that is we have mom and dad burying the tinfoil. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. We have and, and dad does say I I do love zucchini bread. So we, we find out it's it, the tinfoil. It's the foil, and yeah. it can kind of zap them of their powers. Right. It's yeah. their kryptonite. So again, I don't want. I just like. That happens. We are established. It is not, in fact, the zucchini bread or a carbohydrate. It is indeed the tinfoil. Malcolm is introduced and he's like, all right, team. And it's just that he has like his one liners are just the weird. Are you going to recycle that paper? Oh, I hated that line because he looks at that girl and he goes, are you going to recycle that? Or he said, I hope you're going to recycle that, please. And this please? middle school girl's like, OK. And then he goes, Good girl. And I was like, Hate get it. out of here. You gotta get out of here. You gotta you gotta get out of here, dude. On Chris Hansen. She's eleven. Like you gotta get yeah, out of here. It was weird and creepy because he's a grown ass adult. And yeah. um it's clear he's up to something. It's clear that whatever's on those CD ROMs is gonna be bad. You don't know if at first, I thought maybe they were data mining, but they're doing mind control. <laughs> oh, please. Data mining in 2000. Like, this is this is the thing. You, I just knew. The minute they started handing out CD-ROMs. Like, I'm like AOL oh, this is gonna be, previews. This is going to be bad computer tech, 2001, terrible computer plot point, where there's a bunch of shit that just doesn't add up. So, like, I, I, w I just want to continue diving back into that well, because, boy, does that fucker run deep. Like, it uh, is bad. And if you weren't sure if this guy was bad, you find out when we go back to his his van of of, of thugs. Oh, uh, so his, his, his van of, of of crew. You know, who we then get. This made me physically uncomfortable. Incredibly close up face shots of Ugh. each one of the, like. <laughs> and when I say close up, they were all sweaty. And you could see, like, even though it's not HD, I could see the freaking pores. The camera is in so <laughs> close on their cheeks. You just see the sweaty, like, gross, oily, poor face of these, like, <laughs> environmental thugs. And then... Environmental and thugs. Right before they go to rob a bank. But not... Not before he throws his trash on the ground. Oh, like a, like a litter bug. <laughs> I, I literally. He doesn't give a shit about the he environment. He doesn't care about the environment at all. I thought to myself, God, what a group of sunbeam. <laughs> I guess this is the perfect uh, use of them, but they're just a stereotypical bad guy it's from like a bad movie, yeah, which yeah, this is. Yeah, like they're for sure. just don't have a lot going on. But I do think it's important to point out for plot reasons later. The other main person in Earth Protectors is named Nina, and she is the one who develops the software, but she's also the one who loves the environment. She genuinely wants to make a difference Says in the world. Says it all the time, uh, Nina. 
But as soon as you meet Malcolm, you're like, this guy doesn't care about the environment. Yeah. And her hypothesis is that they're not really skirting away from the mind control thing. She just is planning on actually manipulating the brainwaves of all children, but convincing them to recycle. Like she her her thought is, yeah, we're going to mind control them, but just to do composting. What? a It's fine. Why not just fine? Talk to children. Like the solution seems incredibly drastic. That technology, the amount of time and effort that Nina has put into mind controlling technology for adolescents could have been utilized to saving the fucking environment other ways. It's also just incredibly naive to think we're going to control the minds of all children on planet Earth. And the only way we're going to use that is to get them to recycle their cans. Exactly why Malcolm's like, okay. Just put up a reduce, reuse, recycle poster. It'll probably do just the same amount of good, right? Like, hey-oh, done and done. We have very quickly as a sort of a jump cut in between a couple of scenes before we get the bank robbery, which is just the most savage bank teller that has ever been casted in a decom. Yeah, and the bank teller's like, you don't have any money, but then they plug in their cool CD somehow, and all of a sudden, they have mind control, but they never say to the bank teller, give us all the money. No, they all watch the screens. No, nothing about this scene (laughs) makes any sense. Oh, this this looks like a primo Max rant. I'm so ready. No, no, it just, it just... The whole thing about this movie is that it's on a CD-ROM. And they don't give him the CD. They don't... It just appears on the computer. It's just the the, the, um, environmental protectors logo. And then suddenly, the bank teller is mind-controlled. As well as every other bank teller who wasn't even by that computer, the, and 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 then they just their their mouths drop agape as they <laughs> just start handing over money, and and then there's a guy that sneezes. One of the yeah. the thug number one sneezes, <laughs> and and that wakes up the bank teller. So do do it, it germs. I have to. I, I don't. Germs wake them up. Yeah, that's right. They they try to explain it away later, and I feel compelled to do this because like Nina tries to explain it away, and it's one line. She goes, "You know, it only ever works on adolescents, not adults." I was because I also thought it was because the sneeze. of germs. No, no, I also thought it was the sneeze. But I no, think it's, it's just the like sound, like it just like, sna- like jerks them awake. Yeah, jerks them awake or whatever. Although it, that. It was a quiet sneeze. Like if that's the if that's what you're trying to tell, he should have been like, he's a big guy. He's like the muscle of the guy, and he should be like, achoo, right? But instead, he was like, you know, like it was like a, a very like quiet. I just I don't understand how it's telling them to give them the money when the machine wasn't like, hey, you're hypnotized. Give us a lot of money. They never explain. Like it, it just like it's seemingly the same program. The kids. See that just tells them to wear blue to school the next day. Yeah, and like, but for the bank tellers, it's telling them to hand stacks of cash to the yeah to the bank. What it actually says is it says global. uh, What is it? Environmental protectors. Earth protectors will do your thinking for you. Yeah, but there's also never a scene of somebody in the van being like, "Give them a bunch of money." No, Malcolm just leans in and is like, "So about that money, you're gonna hand us fifties and hundreds or whatever. We're gonna hand us fifties and hundreds at all." And so the the sneeze wakes him up. 
Here's the, my biggest problem with the scene is that the bank tower comes to there's a duffel bag in front of him in which he is actively putting hundred dollar bills. He realizes like we're being robbed. He stares Malcolm in the face and Malcolm just walks away. <laughs> Literally all it is like security and Malcolm just exits stage right. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then gets interviewed by a local reporter. As, oh. as a citizen right. of the bank. <laughs> and here's the kicker. They know the bank is being robbed because this is the payoff for the earlier scene where we have Mr. Mitchell picking up the kids from soccer practice, getting taken them home in the minivan. And then honestly, this is probably one of my favorite lines that happens in the film because it was actually witty and clever. Mr. Mitchell like receives the t- receives the page that is like there's a bank robbery happening. So he asks the kids to get out of the corner and hitchhike to their soccer practice. And Amy delivers this line that's a throwaway line that goes, "Why does this always happen when your dad drives?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't listening to Amy. I was listening Funny. to stupid Randy who. We've talked about a character like Randy and other decoms, but Randy is a caricature that's not a real child. Mm. No child actually speaks the way Randy speaks. Like his dumb one-liners are so scripted and so ridiculous and no child would ever say them. And there's two examples of this in the van ride alone because first dad is like, oh, you kids are so lucky to have computers back in my day. And before he can finish the sentence, Randy's like, oh, Mr. Mitchell, tell us what it was like to use a chisel and a hammer. (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) no kid would ever say that. And especially not to their friend's dad. Who's also a superhero and and could murder you. When Mr. Mitchell says, oh, there's a work emergency. I have to let you guys out a little bit early. He goes, you're an orthodontist. What kind of emergency could there be? Two kids got their braces stuck together. (laughs) And it's like, shut (laughs) up, Randy. No one talks like that. We hate you. There's 50 examples. Everything that comes out of Randy's mouth is some dumb, quippy line that is not believable at all as a as an 11 year old or 13 year old. And it's like every time that kid spoke, I was like, "Shut up!" Yeah, we hate you. Yeah, I I actively hated that kid. Yeah, we have a cringe moment from Randy later that made me physically uncomfortable to the point of having to look away from the screen. We're not there yet, but boy, when we get there, I think at some point. We need to do like a tier list of this character across all decoms, you know, starting with Gilbert and and because this is a stereo. This is an archetype that exists in most of these decoms. It is like the friend of the lead. He's usually a little bit nerdy, a little bit like whatever. And he exists in a ton of decoms. And we need to like rank them all right and and say yeah. which one is the best one i, I gotta say randy's on the bottom right now i'm agreeing with you he's pretty bad i think this is a three for three agreement i propose where applicable we institute the gilbert scale and we must rank the gilbert character against all of the gilberts by he's, saying if it is higher or low, the, the the sort of median gilbert is the first gilbert Hmm. Is he higher or lower than Gilbert? He's mm. lower. He's way he, lower. Randy is Gilbert. lower than Gilbert. I like we keep it simple. Gilbert. When we meet a character that's on the Gilbert archetype, higher or lower? Then nice and easy. Mm-hmm. And Randy lower. Significant. For those who don't know who Gilbert is, he is uh the nerdy sidekick friend in Under Wraps, the first yeah. Disney Channel the first movie. Decom. 
also the first episode of this podcast, obviously. And yeah, this character is bottom of the barrel compared to that Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to rate your friends on the Gilbert scale, too. I mean, just, I, I, I encourage you your to start friends. yeah, start evaluating your relationships on the Gilbert scale, too, no. because I gotta be honest, no. if you got friends that are lower, you should rethink your choices. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you should, you should, like, reconsider if they're worth investing in. I agree. Oh, Lord. Uh, you got a friend like Randy in your life, you should Cut you out. should rethink You're some priorities. Than, <laughs> You're better than that. Know your worth. <laughs> um, I, I think it's important, though, to talk about this next scene because it really tickled me because it gave me big Incredibles energy, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The next scene is that mom and dad are at the bank robbery and it's, it's the Incredibles. It is yeah. the banter of the superhero mom and dad in their secret identities fighting off the bad guys. And I just thought, is the Incredibles based on this movie? Is this in canon with the Incredibles? There's so many canon questions that we are going to get into later. I don't want to consider that there is also an animated canon that we have to contend with. Um, But my other thing that we learn here is that one of dad's superpowers is that he can fly. I think a a very common, you know, superpower Mm. in that kind of genre. But there's something special about when dad has to fly <laughs> and that's that he cannot fly unless he goes up, up and away. Yeah. Y- there. Required for flying. <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. Cause at first I thought he was just saying it as a joke as he like flew away from Scott. But then it's every time he flies. For <laughs> Not just him. Movie. Not just him. Every time anyone flies, <laughs> the steel condor also yeah. says it before. Every time so. anyone flies, they must say "up, up, and away." <laughs> that is canonical to this this universe of superheroes. It is. It's it just is. silly because even in Harry Potter, you can learn nonverbal spells. So it's like, have you not learned yet that you could just say it in your head? But no, because Grandpa has to do it. So. Well, Harry Potter isn't canonical in this weird, janky-ass universe of different superheroes and up, up, and away. But what we're going to unpack now is Scott at his soccer game. We have mom and dad. One of them drives off on a motorcycle, so apparently mom, her power she's is... fast. Mrs. Mitchell... She's fast. ...is a fast motorcyclist, and Mr. Mitchell flies. They get back to the soccer game with Scott, where Scott goes through an, through a monologue in a clear passing situation on the soccer field where he should very clearly pass the ball to Amy, but instead looks directly at her and is like, no, you know what the time is now for? The time is now when I shall monologue and narrate all of my actions as I attempt to shoot a goal and fail miserably. Because he's the choke king. Yes, he is the... That Amy makes sure to drive home when they have that conversation mm-hmm. later out in the Choke field. King. Way to go, Choke King. This is entire this is all to set up Scott as sort of wow, I was gonna say to set Scott up as a disappointment, but wow, that just sounds true. Savage, but it's no, it's true. true. That's true. It's <laughs> I think that's a theme of this movie. He's Scott a is a disappointment. Yeah. This is really sad. It's in We also we also get the introduction of his his brother's powers in this scene. Mm-hmm. Because We've seen, obviously, his whole family. We've seen his dad now fly and beat people up. We've seen mom beat people up and and use the bike. Um, But older brother shows up to the soccer game with super speed. 
and then he also makes lightning in his hands. <laughs> but uh, and we, right. I don't know what I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> follow this up by saying, little sister has X-ray vision and laser eyes. Yeah, she has both. Mm-hmm. They they talk about laser eyes mostly until it would be convenient for her to have X-ray vision. Right. At which point she suddenly has X-ray vision. Okay, mm-hmm. but here's my question. Yeah. All those powers. Okay. Which one would you like to have? Okay. That's an interesting question. Now, I, I, I'm going to just clarifying question to you. Yeah. Mom and dad also appear to have super strength. Yeah. Based on the fact that they like stop a van with like. Yeah. Their and hand, the fact right? that these big dudes come to like fight them and they just kind of tap them and they yeah. fall down. Yeah yeah. 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 So are we picking one power from the plethora or are we picking a character to embody no. All one, powers. One power. So you can have super strength. One power. Flying, super speed, laser fingers, laser eyes, or x-ray vision. Do I also get the powers by extension? Because if so, I'm picking lightning hands because he can wipe people's memories. That's true. That's he, true. That is, he, he does, lightning hands does, we find out later is quite powerful. He can like fry computers and also your brain. He can obliviate you for my Harry Potter fans. Yeah. There's also, Pretty powerful. True. There's also something to be said, because again, this is 2000 and nobody has a clear idea of how computers work, is lightning is animated and he's apparently learning from the computer how the virus works or how the CD-ROM works as oh, well. So he's true. also, he's using lightning to conduit yeah. knowledge from the PC into his brain. And I just wonder if he's maybe not gotten to the point of his powers developing yet so maybe he could use lightning to not only wipe people's memories, but also read their minds. Mm, sounds going lightning hands is I'm what going, I'm hearing. I'm going, I'm going to refine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to also like take lightning hands and see if it, yeah. how, how far we can push it. I go flight every time. Yeah. It's it for me when it comes down to like people start asking about superpowers. It's like teleportations. Number one, I think classically um, flight, very strong. Invisibility is another big one. None of these characters have teleportation or invisibility. So I'm going flight every day of the week. Even though you have to say up, up, and away every time. Before I, it's flight. a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Yeah, okay. I, I'm willing to look silly <laughs> to be able to fly. I, mm. I also would pick flight uh, yeah. of these superpowers. I think the other superpower I've always wanted would be the old Erica Thornberry, Thornberry which is the talking to the Talk animals. to animals. I would yeah. love to talk to animals. Eliza Thornberry. Eliza. Eliza Thornberry. Eliza Thornberry yeah. That talking to animals would be really strong, but none of these people have that. So yeah, I'm gonna go shout up, up and away in the backyard and and zoom off. Yeah, you gotta. The follow up question I have is: we have some well established and really powerful superhero names in this. Mm. We have Warrior Eagle, Bronze Eagle, Warrior Woman, Steel Condor. And Silver Charge. It's a lot of bird-related names. Silver Charge is not a very good name. That is that is unfortunately the Lightning Hands Flash character. I'm, I know, but si- Silver Charge is not a good name. It's a lot of, like, metal and then some kind of related noun, right? Like, you fly, therefore you are a bird. You create lightning, therefore you charge stuff. 
right? And here's a metal associated, likely likely semi-precious in nature. <laughs> Enjoy. Except for steel condor, which I'm sorry, you got the short end of the stick on that one yeah. in steel every condor way. Grandpa, though. He's, that is yeah, gra- he's grandpa. Grandpa's cool. Grandpa's cool. I just think he could have... I, I also lament his name as he laments it when he's talking about himself compared to Superman. So is the question, what is our name? Is yeah, that what, what would you like your name to be? Does my name have to go with my newly claimed superpower? Well, if we're following the convention of the film, yes. Mine's really quite simple. Mm-hmm. Duck fists. <laughs> <laughs> Plural. Duck fists. <laughs> yeah. And it works for me being able to fly. Because, you yeah, know. It does. Ducks. So. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Not me looking up what lightning is in other languages because I want it to be really simple. <laughs> I think mine would be like Sharks McAwesome. Nice. Yeah. Solid. It doesn't have anything to do with flying, but. That's okay. You know. They're going to be like, oh, so you're a swimming hero. And you're like, no. Actually, like, no, I'm more of an, I'm like, I'm more airborne. You ever seen Air Jaws? That's <laughs> yeah. me. Maybe I'll yeah. just go with Air Jaws. Sharknado. Yeah. You can call yourself Breach because that's what sharks do when they launch no, themselves. Out I want to be Air Jaws. Air Jaws. I like yeah. Air Jaws. You're Air Jaws. Nice. They're like you bite people, right? And you're like, no, it's a shark thing. And they're yeah. like, so you the water, and you're like, no, air. You, you, <laughs> <I just laughs> you get it? You yeah. get it? Yeah. Air though, right? Air Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> I fly only with my mouth open. Yeah. I like. Great. I just want to see your fin and your your superhero <laughs> outfit. Yeah, you my know? outfit's gonna be the coolest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, come on. Not, mine's gonna be duck themed. So I. I <laughs> I'm gonna have a little. I'm, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a bill. Hands. You know, like little, yeah, little fins on my arms. Oh, I like it. A tail. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Bunch of teeth or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. My my goggles are gonna have teeth dangling down. Ooh, like, yeah. I like it. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. Air jaws. Air air jaws. <laughs> zoom it. Zoom into a burning building near you. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, who's joined the ragtag team of air yeah. dogs and duck fists? I don't know. I literally have been looking up what lightning is in other languages. Here we have duck fists, air jaws, and... I'm going to say... Over to you. We'll try it again. Okay, I'm going to give you one more. I'm going to give you one more. All right, all right. All right, call me. Give me the answer. Here we go. Today, on Saturday Afternoon Supers, we have the trio of Duck Fists, Air Jaws, and Professor Blitz. Professor Blitz? I like it. I like it. <laughs> you see why I was struggling so much with it? Professor Blitz? Yeah, Alan to put Professor. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like, but I want to be thought of as smart. I want to be logical. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Blitz is German for lightning, and I couldn't just be Blitz, because that's just a bad villain name from, like, a Back to the Future movie. And I, No, I, I agree. <laughs> if you were going to put any word in the English language with it, Professor is the first one that comes to my mind, too. Dr. Blitz, but I've... Mr. Like Blitz! 
<laughs> I like it. I think Professor Blitz is Woo. good. I like I like the juxtaposition of all three of these names. Yeah, and I like the fact that just like we made up superpowers, so does Scott. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God. Scott Woo. is close to his 14th birthday, and apparently in this universe, that's when you show your superpowers, and he has not exhibited any superpowers that's okay though because and this is perfect for what we just did because you know those names we came up with were silly but um scott has four days until his birthday and he's telling his dad like i think i'm out of time and dad says no no no. people have gotten their powers the day before their birthday and he's like tell me who were who are these fabled superheroes that got their <laughs> oh, powers the day yes. before their birthday? Yes. And dad rattles off these inspired superhero names. <laughs> I can't wait. Flame guy. <laughs> Rocket man. My, and my favorite, my favorite. Jello girl. Yeah, so if we feel bad about ours, like holy is shit. Jello what from Don't Look Under the Under Hell? Is a jello girl. It's the girl that dives into the jello pool and don't look under the bed. <laughs> she canon. she's been canon, she's yeah. been changed. Yeah, she's changed and now she's a superhero. Yeah, that was the spider biting her. She is exactly. now part jello. Yeah, part she consumed jello. the jello and now it is. She's kinda is like Alex Mack, where she can just dissolve mm. into a puddle of gelatin. Wow. The uh, secret of. Yeah. Mm. After this conversation, they go to dinner. And this is when we're introduced to Molly's powers, which are the laser eyes, because she has apparently set part of the house on fire. And this is like a common occurrence. So now they're coming back and she's being punished for it. And the punishment that she receives is if you keep doing this over and over again, I'm going to take away your spinach ice cream and your broccoli pudding. What? They love greens. The food in this movie is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, oh, and they, they try to explain it away at the family dinner that they're having because this is when the grandparents show up. So you get grandmom and granddad showing up. Uh, I don't know what the grandmom's power. I actually don't know if she has one, but we have Steel Condor makes his appearance. And I think they make a passing comment that grandma can shape shift. Oh, right. I think so, too. There is a passing, like, even if he could do what grandma does, but it might have been dad's grandma. uh, Unclear. But I think there's a passing comment about grandma being able to shapeshift. So this may be, we never see her use powers. Yeah, we we don't. And grandpa can fly? Yes, grandpa can fly and has super strength. And has super strength, similar to bronze eagle mm-hmm. and i do want to point out that grandpa is your debbie reynolds of this film yes yep. he is uh sherman hersley who is most notably um george jefferson in yep. the many many shows um including the jeffersons where he was married to isabel oh, sanford my God. Here we are. <laughs> uh who played louise jefferson remember when we were talking about professor blitz and um you know that not a lot of people realize that isabel sanford voiced herself on an episode of the simpsons Oh. Yeah. Okay. And you know who else voiced himself on an episode of The Simpsons is uh, Steve Buscemi. Mm. And um, you might recognize Steve Buscemi as Rocket Hound in the uh, hit film Armageddon. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. You know who he starred alongside? He starred alongside Ben Affleck, who played AJ, one of the main characters that film. We all, unfortunately, recall uh, the Animal Crackers scene Uh, but nonetheless he's in that film 
And he's also... <laughs> Do you recall that scene, man? I don't, for the record. But... It's in, it's oh, I'll, in, it's, uh, I'll explain Aowen, it to you when you're older. He also is in a great film called He's Just Not That Into You. I thought you were going to say Batman, but okay. <laughs> no, no, no. He's in a <laughs> rom-com. He's, he's in a rom-com, uh, rom-com called He's Just Not That Into You, uh, uh, where he plays Neil, boyfriend of one Jennifer Aniston. Oh. And uh, speaking of gentlemen punching above their weight class in this film, uh, uh, there's a character named Connor who's really, really hoping to bag uh, a lady whose friend zoned him. That lady is Scarlett Johansson. And Connor is played by Kevin Connolly, who in this film is our <laughs> villain, Malcolm. Oh, that was shorter than I anticipated, if I'm being honest. It's all yeah. because Kevin Connolly's in He's Just Not That Into You, which is one of those movies that has like seven a different plots going on, mm-hmm. and it, like yeah. a love actually, where it's all interwoven. So all I had to do was find somebody in that movie, and it was much easier than yeah. these. Well, uh, nice job, and, uh, and, and cue the narrator. You've been Armageddon, the part of the show where Molly, by no one's urging, has found yet another way this decom can be tied to the smash hit Armageddon. Don't tell her to stop, because she won't. So, so Max, do you want to know the scene with the animal crackers? No, I, I don't. That's fair. We'll move past it. I'm going to say, <laughs> Grandma, also very good looking. The sure. genes are strong for the ladies in this family. Agreed. Yeah, that's true. Agreed. Now, prior to Grandpa and Grandma arriving, though, Scott has set up a little sh- theatrics mm-hmm. because after being told about our iconic superheroes, Flame Guy and Jello Girl, he overheard Mom and Dad say that if he doesn't exhibit powers... They're going to cancel his birthday party. <laughs> Kid wants some cake, man. What the hell, If man? you don't have superpowers, we're not celebrating your birthday. Like, you, your life no longer has meaning, and why would we celebrate you getting a year older? Like, is it is so shitty. His mom it is dead. a savage approach. Oh, Chocolate God. cake, white icing. She yeah. confirmed the cake type and no yeah. more. No more. This is, I think, again, we're introduced to very suddenly the subplot of like, this is all for the dad, right? The dad wants the clout with his friends. The dad doesn't want to be embarrassed. The dad, like this, this introduces, and it's kind of jarring, if I'm being honest, like this sort of subplot of like, you only like, are you going to, are you going to be more embarrassed? Or is like, is this for you or for him that they have that conversation a couple of times, which kind of came out of the blue for me. Um, But you're right, Max, he does set up the theatrics and then. By loosening a door hinge, and by loosening, I mean taking all the screws out of it, yep. he enters the room as grandmom and granddad arrive and tears the door away. Did which, you guys watch that scene, by yo, the way? Because it's crazy. Yo, the, <laughs> the wire work on that door. <laughs> I know. <laughs> High quality stuff, y'all. It went a completely different direction than It lifted like, straight up yeah. and then floated in a different direction. I, I almost didn't it see was the wire. a lot. It was a lot, um, oh. but only Molly seems to realize that this farce of him pulling the door off the hinges, and then 
he fakes flying somehow, which is he silly. throws a. This is I it's got this. This is I just don't I okay. Listen, I don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't like it. He go. He's like I have powers. I kind of flew once, and then everybody's like, "That's great. Let's get a demonstration." They've asked him to demo, and he's like, "All right, let me go put on my cape." So he goes and puts on a cape, and then. Nobody fucking moots. Everybody yeah. stays at the table. I You've asked for a those. demo. A demo means you gotta be there to watch. So no. Scott goes outside. Then he's like, I've got a brain blast. He Jimmy Neutrons this shit. And he's like, I'm gonna take my soccer ball because that's the only other defining part of this character's arc is soccer. And he takes the ball and he yucks it over hitting but, a tree. Hitting a tree. But first thing he does is he says up, up, and away! <laughs> he does which say is, that. Which yeah, is why they believe he flew. Because no we know it's required. That unless and that's right. Really oh, fly. Mom goes, oh no, he might have hit a tree. And that's when everybody leaves? That's yeah. what drives it. And it's even, it's half-hearted. Like, it's not like people are concerned about his health and well, safety. Everyone thinks he really flies, except for Molly, Molly. and Grandpa. Are yeah. like, <sighs> you're full of shit. <laughs> And the, because the moment that dad's going to go take off and find him, he kind of stumbles behind him and is like, whoa, as if he had just landed the part, probably the worst bit of acting we've seen in this movie, which is already not a high bar. And yet all of these adults totally buy it, except for grandpa. Uh, again, so yeah, dad, mom, I guess, you know, you see what you want to see. I think this is a prime example of seeing what you want to see. And dad, mom are bought in that that kid really just flew, even though he just hid behind the corner of the house for a minute and threw a soccer ball. <sighs> and uh, so we have grandpa actually confront him immediately after this. And that's grandpa is acting as the narrator in this movie. I think he actually does a, a pretty, pretty darn good job when he's on the screen of playing that role. And he's like, Effectively, after that conversation where Scott says out loud, I just didn't want to disappoint my dad, grandpa, that's enough for him. So he's like, uh-huh. He's like, yeah, don't tell it. dad till after my birthday party. I don't want to embarrass him in front of all his super friends. And grandpa's like, you got it. What you, I like about this movie is when they name drop other superheroes that you I actually should know. I hate it. The I license it. that they got in this film to mix marvel and dc heroes because at dinner grandpa and grandma say oh we had spider-man and mary jane over for how dinner. do you get spiderweb out of carpet and then grandpa gets mad about spider uh, superman like yeah. stealing his name i i don't i they talk about the green hornet and batman and the fantastic four at the birthday party he says hey reed do you want some cake cake and reed Richards. Oh, I Mr. heard Fan- Reach. It, I heard I heard Reach. It might have been Reed, but yeah. It, it, uh, uh, I canonically this this made me physically upset. This is a this is a canonical world with supers where all DC and Marvel heroes are in the same universe. Again, this is the Incredibles. Because if you've seen The Incredibles <sighs> 2, you know that they have that like cocktail party with all the superheroes. Right. But at least in The Incredibles, it's The Incredibles universe. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, we don't see universe. we don't see actual Marvel and DC characters in The Incredibles universe. We see a bunch of other heroes, but they don't name drop 
comic book heroes from known universes. I know. I'm just staking my case that. Oh, in terms of design, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, It's just wild to me that they got that, as you mentioned, amount of license and leeway to be able to. I mean, think about when these movies came out or when this movie came out, though, and think about like the state of D.C., and Marvel in 2000. I mean, nobody was like what Marvel is today and what Marvel was in 2000 are not anywhere near comparable. This is Batman forever level quality in movies, right? Nobody was taking it seriously in film. It's not surprising. This would never happen today. No, it's not because Toby's Spider-Man didn't come out for a long time past this it was like it was later after 2000 2000s. for sure yeah yeah i think mid 2000s I, I think at least the first one came out before 2001 though because there was a lot of drama where there was a poster that had to get removed because in um spider-man's the reflection of his eye goggles were the twin towers uh the original spider-man came out in 2002 yeah so this yeah so there is a poster out there where Spider-Man's climbing up a building and in his eyes are the twin towers. So obviously yeah. they pulled that poster, but yeah. if you have that poster, it's worth a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and I saw TikToks about it when uh, the most recent Spider-Man movie was mm-hmm. coming out. Yeah. So yeah, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man hasn't come out yet. You've got like the bad Batman movies that have come out. Uh, you've got like none of obviously the MCU. You don't have the Christian Bale Batman trilogy. That would be mid two thousands, right? Like the yeah. state of DC and Marvel are totally in a completely different kind of irrelevant place. Obviously the comics have always been popular, but certainly in film, nobody is taking these things seriously. And so, yeah, it's wild to think about it now because God knows this would, I mean, Disney can name whoever they want in the Marvel universe, but they would never mix them with DC. No, not at all. All of this is to sort of set up Scott has powers. We're going to have the birthday party because he's shown powers. He's able to, and allowed to celebrate his 14th birthday. And he goes to uh prior to going to bed that evening he has a short scene with his father where he's on the computer he's putting in his disc from our uh earth protector and he's about to watch the cd which is his homework that's his homework he takes home the cd watches the cd and just like the bank teller he stares at it for two seconds earth protectors will think for you and his mouth goes agape and cut to the following day where he has to get up very quickly and get dressed for school because that's what the Earth Protectors told him to do is apparently dress in blue. And that's only really ever addressed once kind of subtly in the classroom where the teacher is like, who didn't do their homework assignment? And there's this one kid who's in red when everybody else is in blue. Uh, and everybody's like, ha, 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 And they all do the point and laugh. And you are, are sort of introduced to this. The mind control of the kids today are everybody wears blue. Everybody recycles and everybody has a craving for chocolate. That's the mind control they're going to institute. Well, and what you get is that they, they tried everyone wears blue because it's a harmless mind control to see if it works. They, they did everyone recycles and then Malcolm did everyone eats chocolate because uh, Nina doesn't know. He sort of like sends her away and then him and thug number one, his right hand man, 
are like, oh, there's one more thing. He's like, they all want a snack. And then they get all the chocolate bars. And he's like, look at what we can do. And and you get this sort of break from, yeah, we're going to let Nina do what she's doing. And we're going to add on a little bit on our own. Correct. This is also when we get to see the actual impact of aluminum foil on our superhero family. Because as kids do, they've balled up aluminum foil and are now playing catch with it in the lunch yard. cat. What? You never balled up tinfoil and gave it to a cat? No. Oh, cats love a good tinfoil ball. You just ball it up and you throw it and your cat will go nuts. Oh, good Try to know. it, listeners with cats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so much like cats, school children are playing with aluminum foil. I've always thought that cats and school children have a lot in common. Much like household felines, the school children are playing with the aluminum foil. And the older brother hops in front of the aluminum foil ball because Scott is about to catch it. And we get to see him, the the aluminum foil, make impact with him. He's immediately weakened with the sort of kryptonite style impact of him weakening, eyes fluttering, the whole nine, right? Well, Um, then he says, he then says the crucial line of, you know, what were you thinking? You know that tinfoil messes with our molecular structure. And if we get too much of it, we will die, which feels like crucial information for later in the film. Mm. Hey, audience, pay attention to that line. It will come back later. And again, all of this is just sort of to set up the impact of aluminum foil and the mind control. That's all this is. It's it's to move that plot forward because we we get to the birthday party immediately afterwards where we have, once again, this sort of cocktail party of a ton of different heroes where, again, Mr. Fantastic, crossover of Marvel and DC, and the impetus of the birthday party is to name Scott as a superhero persona warrior eagle a dumb name yeah warrior eagle Um, just a mixture of mom and dad warrior woman bronze eagle warrior eagle which is why steel charge doesn't make any sense since it has nothing to do with mom and dad but his is just anyway um but during this birthday party while this is happening we see that there's a nefarious plot from environmental protectors to draw the attention of these soups so that they can track them. They are worried about the soups uh, disrupting their plan to save the environment, what Nina thinks, and to ruin all of his mind control plans is what Malcolm thinks. And so he purposefully puts Nina in a burning building uh, and risks the life of the woman running this whole project because he believes the soups will come and save her. And he says, put this tracking device on him, on Bronze Eagle, so that we can track his real identity. But somehow the soups have like a super pager and they know that this burning building with a woman trapped inside is occurring. And instead of Bronze Eagle or any of the other 14 superheroes at this party going, they're like, Scott, you're up, kid. Well, you know what they really do is they're like, hey, a woman is in a burning building and might die. What we need to do is debate who should go and not have any sense of urgency. <laughs> and the answer is the child. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, that's that 14-year-old right. who just had to take this really culty oath, it's time for you to go and rescue this rescue this woman. Okay, I got to say, there was a part right here that made me actually laugh out loud, which is rare for a decom but something about the delivery of this line really got me good and uh so they decide that scott's gonna go save the woman in the burning building we're not worried about the fact that he's 14 we're not worried about the fact that he probably can't 
pick up a full-grown woman. We're not worried about the fact that he barely has superpowers to begin with. Mm, it's, barely? It's super power, or it's superhero 101, they say. Go save the woman. So Scott jumps on his bike because he does not have the ability to fly, and he rides away. But he once again hits him with the old soccer ball throwing trick. And he says, Naturally. Up, up, and away. And he, and he throws the ball. And the whole, like crowd of superheroes led by mom and dad go outside and they're like oh it's him oh oh no that's that's just a balloon oh oh it's him no no that's an eagle and then they go oh it's him no that's just a ufo and they just, <laughs> i don't know why but it made me laugh out loud because it was like each item got stupider and stupider <laughs> the fact that they went from like to eagle which is would be very rare if you saw an eagle just flying around a suburban neighborhood you'd be yeah. very surprised and then they go from eagle to ufo and they're all just like oh never mind don't worry about it, it made yeah, it's me just a loud. ufo yeah nonchalant it's fine it's fine it just it it made me chuckle and then we get to the scene at the burning building and you have no security there at all <laughs> <laughs> trying to create a perimeter, Scott slips by grown-ass firemen and engages in the weirdest game of, like, duck-duck-goose chasing that I've ever seen, where Scott drops his bike, runs in a circle around the firemen, outruns them, then books it into a burning building. You gotta give the kid some credit, though. He's brave. I give the kid a lot of credit, actually, because... he's not a superhero, and he straight up just charges into a burning building to save a woman. Like, he may be doing this for all the wrong reasons, but he is stupid, but brave. They have that classic role reversal line, too, while they're in the burning building, where Nina goes, you can fly. Or he goes, why don't you just fly out of here? And Scott goes, you can fly? That's great. That yeah. actually made me laugh out loud, too. I Yeah, never, that was a good line. That got me. Oh, you can fly? Good. I think, I think what really stuck with me here is that, first of all, Scott, is pretty ingenious. He comes up with a good plan to get out of there. Nina is no help. Uh, obviously having breathed in quite a bit of smoke at this point due to the debate and deliberation of all the superheroes and then the bike ride that it took for Scott to arrive there, she's probably inhaled an unhealthy amount of smoke. And makes her way out, throws a throws the fire hose out the window. Yeah. yeah. He's gonna, carries her. He has super strength. Yeah, he, he might have super strength because he is going to carry her. But... In the meantime, back at home at the party, Grandpa realizes what's going on, and he's like, oh, uh, and he has to tell Dad the truth, because now yeah. lives are at stake. Yeah. Hey, hey there, bronze, uh, bronze Eagle. Which happens just at the right time, because as you said, they hang the fire hose over the side of the building. You watch as the, um, the wall mount that it's on begins to shake, and eventually, under the weight of two humans, it breaks off from the wall. And as they begin to fall from the burning building, Bronze Eagle swoops in, actually able to fly, catches both of them, and uh, saves Nina, saves Scott. And then, of course, confronts his son on lying to him that that he doesn't actually have powers and that, you know, he lied about the birthday party and he lied about being able to save this woman and, and all the things. And has seemingly at the moment no real regard for the fact that Scott's mask has fallen off. That's true. Kind of, kind of perplexing. Gets sent home, bikes home. And there's the, then the at-home confrontation where the mom literally says out loud, 
if, is this if this is a cry for help you've got to talk to us <laughs> it's like nobody's gonna talk like that yeah but Do also get... molly gets a pop tart and she writes dork on it and <laughs> and i was like got him <laughs> savage because <laughs> she's had power since she was like two so she's yeah. like fucking loser like yeah. and i just really like the savageness of the younger sister <laughs> it's uh I also think it's so bad how Scott is so nonchalant about like, oh, listen, I'm sorry I did that. And I'm going, you're sorry that you put somebody else's life at risk by lying? It's bold. What? He's sorry. But, what? But Scott goes back to school where there's a new Earth Protectors homework assignment. Mm-hmm. And the homework assignment, we can wager, um, tells all the kids to steal cash money from their parents it's and theft, family yeah. members. So Scott does it. He's got a bunch of cash in his backpack. And as the parents are kind of like, hey, did you take anything out of my wallet? No, did you take anything out of mine? Scott's trying to go to school and Molly's x-ray vision conveniently comes into play here and she sees into his backpack and that Scott has the cash. So naturally the parents are like, that's not good. Yeah, this is the moment where I realized that this girl read the script because <laughs> she has known everything this kid is doing. Mm. Like, she was the main character that realized, like, you're faking the super strength. She realized you're faking the flying. She's like, you stole the money. Like, she is on him. Like, like Donkey Kong, right? And so I, I think that she got a copy of the script before... Um, <laughs> When she got her powers, maybe maybe one of her superpowers is that she knows the script, and sure. so she just you know is always able to call out Scott. Of course, he denies it. He said, you know, I didn't do it, and his parents are like, well, you you've been lying to us. Why should we believe you now? A pretty reasonable response for his parents to have in this moment, um, and uh, and nail him, uh, saying that he's not going to be able to play soccer. And of course, this is a problem. We got the captain voting coming up. I gotta Can say we, something oh about that. Oh my god, the captain voting! I I didn't play a lot of sports, so correct me if I'm wrong here. But don't you pick the captain before the season begins? Because yes, the amount of amp up to the captain picking, um, it feels like the season's gonna be over by the time they actually pick the captain. Because we've watched like three games happen, and they keep like holding the captainship over our heads because the tension is is it going to be amy or is it going to be scott here's the only thing we don't really need to get in the weeds on this but the one here here's a suggestion i'll make to you is that they could be picking the captain for the next season i just feel like that's a lot of too much foresight what if one Uh, it it doesn't make any sense i agree i'm just saying that like in in an actual situation of playing sports there's a world where they could say we're going to like at the end of the year set up the next year. Yeah, that's true. Mm. It just felt like your season's going to be over by the time you pick a captain. Yeah, I agree. It does feel that way. But ultimately, it really doesn't matter because they take away Scott's ability to play soccer anyway. And we find out that the kids have all stolen their parents' money. They've all brought it for donations. And then the children receive another homework assignment from earth protectors and scott gets his own assignment where everybody else gets a different one well because they have earth protectors again worried about the soups have taken the mask that nina found at the burning building 
They have scanned it into a computer. Oh my God. And then taken all of the school photos of the kids and they've compared the mask scan to all of the school photos, which has, <sighs> has shown a perfect match with Scott's face. It's, that's not how that works. <laughs> and now he gets called to the principal's office where he gets shown earth protectors and Malcolm quizzes him on everything about his family while he is mind controlled, including their names, who they are, and their weakness. Bum, bum, bum. So, yeah, Scott gets his own copy. It has a ready on it. Also, uh, we get another fucking Randy appearance mm. where Randy's like, hey, man, where you been? And Scott's like, oh, I... I was just over there and he's like you've been gone for two hours you missed pe and math if it was me i would be partying and he does like a dumb dance and i just was like oh, fucking randy Golly, Randy! <laughs> like, <laughs> he really hates pe i mean it doesn't surprise me that kid hates pe but i hated pe too because nobody wants to get sweaty and then have to go back to class without showering which is exactly what pe is it's like That's true go run the mile kids and now take your adolescent sweaty bodies and bring them back to school why does the this rest room smell like pennies um but i just randy's <laughs> annoying anyway earth protectors goes for the soups right that's right but scott bumps into amy on the way out of the class uh trying to rush out having realized that maybe something is afoot and the discs gets mixed up ultimately amy getting the red e disc meant for scott and his soups parents and scott getting the normal one with the explicit instruction to watch with your parents. So we, the audience, would infer that the uh, computer disc might mind control the parents now, but we also see that the discs get swapped, and you can already foresee that Amy's mom, who we have met, is going to get mind controlled. Into robbing a bank. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, That's true. I just don't get it. Amy's mom, I'm sure, is a formidable woman, but also the amount of me having to suspend all my disbelief to think that she in her minivan and her hatchback could roll up to any bank, rob it, and then show up at the Earth Protector's site and be like, I'm here to report to uh, here as part of the crew, and like, a bank that just got robbed, by the way. <laughs> a bank that literally got robbed a week ago now has gotten robbed again by a woman who shoved her hand in a purse, probably with nothing in it, and said, this is a holdup. She doesn't get stopped by security. They don't have increased security after a robbery. And then she just leaves and drives to Earth Protectors with no repercussions at all. And she I goes, hello, it. I'm here. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so uh, bad. But then they get the supers there. Right. So uh, effectively, the kids all get to school. R Randy, <laughs> Randy shows up again and is like, did you hear Amy's mom robbed a bank? <laughs> and, and then the two of them, Scott and Randy, are like, shit. Well, that, that, that's Randy. Randy's a fucking moron. He doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> Scott is like, shit. So they go to the door and the teacher's 
naturally like where are you kids going like we're sick. we're sick ow head ow, ow head ow and one of the best feats of acting chef's kiss that i've ever seen in my entire mm. life they bail go to a payphone call up the parents and are like hey shit's going down no he doesn't even call the parents he calls the steel condor that's he right calls, yeah, calls he grandpa calls grandpa he's like hey that's- gramps listen you got my back Shit's going down at Earth Protectors. You should get there soon. Gramps is all for it. Scott, Randy, grab Amy, and they just leave school (laughs) with nobody stopping them on the way out to begin their trek to the Earth Protector headquarters in the middle of a school day. They go, Amy, it's not your mom's fault she robbed that bank. And she goes, well, how do you know? You know, like she just, it's a real on brand. Amy is like, it's just a thing my mom did. I, you know, I have a, I have a question though. Like, I want you to put yourself into Amy's shoes. <laughs> Would you be at school that day? Yeah. Your mom Hell robbed no. a bank. Are you going to your geometry test? <laughs> like, How are you getting to school? We haven't met Amy's dad. Like, presumably Amy's in like, a single parent counter. Like, like how'd she get there? I don't there? know that I'm. Real committed to my learning at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then some kid walks up and is like, "So, Amy, how about your mom?" And she's like, "I know, right? I, I, it, it is crazy. I am." <laughs> Amy's a Midwestern mom in that moment. She's like, "I do wild. It's a wild time." I just, why, why, why do you think it wasn't my mom's fault? It seems like something she would do. Yeah, I've always thought she might rob a bank. Yeah, it seems <laughs> like she's got a lot of guns. I, you know, I've just uh, and and, and uh, a, a surprising collection of ski masks. I multiple colors. <laughs> oh my god! So the kids bike as you cut to see the steel condor. Do his up, up, and away that fails. He has to get a running start. So now we know it's not just up, up, and away that's the trigger for flight. You need the momentum. You it's- need that. <laughs> Are you having a difficult time getting it up, up, and away? It's okay, Grandpa Superhero. We have just the thing for you. Introducing the new little blue pill, Flyagra. This gives you all the hang time you need to get any bad, bad guy in line. Flyagra. Works faster than any speeding bullet. He then crashes into a fence, which leads me to wonder how tall his fences are, or how low is he flying? How <laughs> did how did Bronze Eagle now now while this is happening, Bronze Eagle, Warrior Woman, and Steel Charge have all gone <laughs> have all gone <laughs> to the envi- so much better to the Environment Protectors headquarters. But I'm yeah. trying to remember how they found out because. At one point, Bronze Eagle and Warrior Woman look at each other and they're like, "We, th- I think we owe Scott an apology because he had said, this is mind control. It's- he had said, this is mind control. And then they watched it. And because he got Amy's copy of the disc, it showed a very weird snake talking about composting and 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 they were like they're like i don't know it was something and and it it was phallic and and they and they were like you're a liar you need to take responsibility for your actions you stole money scott and and uh now they're like, we think we owe Scott an apology because now we're finding out environmental protectors is to blame. 
But I don't remember how they found out. Anyway, they are all. You know who also does it? Wikipedia, where I just. Uh, <laughs> it says the following two things. One, at the top of the article, with a big red explanation point, it says this article needs additional citations for verification. <laughs> no, no, we're good. And then two, just listen to this podcast. down in the plot, plot summary, it says Scott's friends get captured by Malcolm and his men. Do you mean his family members? Parents? <laughs> so I can't help you here. It's, it is. I, I, I actually do remember because this is just so wild. The parents were like, they, they literally get a call. They're like, it looks like Amy's mom robbed the bank and is now at the G, uh, now the Global Protectors headquarters. Oh, and right. And they get That's caught right. in a tinfoil cage. Yeah, and like if only, birds. If only they could get out of it. If only the tinfoil cage had, you know, three foot wide and three <laughs> foot tall holes, holes all it, around yeah. it. If only one of them could just fit through the, the tinfoil, they could escape. But... <laughs> Uh, Unfortunately, I was distracted by how stupid Malcolm's tiny glasses looked on his dumb face. Listen, I just, I just, I know they can't touch. I know they can't touch the tinfoil, but you're telling me that they can't fit through a three foot wide circle of tinfoil. That's true. They cannot. They can't. They can't. It's they, not, can't. they they Even tried to. Mom, they, who's got like speed and flexibility yeah they try to explain it away by saying being in proximity to aluminum foil saps their powers okay they try i i don't have any superpowers and if you made a cage that had three foot holes <laughs> i could get out of it sans superpowers yeah <laughs> walk through it yeah <laughs> it's like kryptonite being close to it makes you makes you shitty i think yeah, um, it doesn't it wouldn't be hard though <laughs> no i agree i agree um you just lean out a little bit and, and somehow while they're in the cage they they get trapped in the cage and then later they're handcuffed by aluminum foil and i don't know how that happened that, <laughs> that they <laughs> never show that happening suddenly they go from being in the cage standing to being handcuffed by aluminum foil sitting in front of computers that, by the way, weren't in the cage before. No, sure so the cage got better. Also, The cage got better. I think that this movie was missing a silly shopping montage of Malcolm and getting his number one henchman at Costco getting, getting all the aluminum all foil. Of the aluminum foil. That, that yeah. is a big that they would clean out the regions of, of aluminum foil. I think that foil. would be a nice moment of them like loading up their Yeah, we do need a wacky, a wacky villain montage. But then, then they're like distracted by the free samples and stuff. Of like course. It'd be nice. Yeah. But yeah, you know what course. we did get instead of that? We got the steel condor flying with a slow fart sound. <laughs> Just That's behind true. the entire way as he's trying yeah, to and saying, it. I should have taken a taxi. Poor, um, poor grandma. But the, the kids get there. They realize they're going to need to do something to help to cause a distraction so that they can break in. And Scott has an idea and they stage a police standoff oh. where Scott barks through a cardboard tube. And then they act like there's gun violence by jumping on packing bubbles. Yeah, bubble wrap. I gotta say, one of my favorite niche genres of film is when kids fuck with adults. 
Yeah. It's very home. Well, home alone. Yeah. 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 And they do that well in this moment. Like, it gets annoying shortly, but for a moment, they, like, trip them with a wire and they confuse them with the popping of the bubbles. And I I like that because as a kid, you like the idea of, like, oh, we could fuck with these adults, but I don't know if you really could. I don't know that popping bubble wrap would actually convince me that a gun's going off. The kids cause a distraction. Ultimately, they get caught by all the thugs where it looks dire, but Nina runs in with a plan. She wraps Scott's hands in aluminum foil. The villains don't know that Scott doesn't have powers. Only Nina knows. Only Nina knows. She wraps his hands in aluminum foil. And, and as, as he is starting to, to fight against, she says, play along, play along. But and she does say, she goes, play along. Like, yeah, play she, along. Does, she <laughs> shouts it at him. Yeah. Play yeah, along. she does while surrounded by, by thugs and delivers him uh, toward Malcolm. And says, hey, you're not going to be the only one making money here. I, I'm, I'm going to make money off, uh, off it all, too. This leads to, I actually don't know how it happens, but Scott breaks out of his restraints and begins to kick a soccer ball around. Yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> they, they notice Nina swapped the discs because they're trying to mind control the soups and they're using the red E disc. And so Nina, while she says, you're not going to be the only one making money off my program, she takes this opportunity to start to swap the disc. But thug number one sees it, observant. And Malcolm realizes Nina's trying to trick me, take her away. Scott breaks away in that moment, kicking a soccer ball. And it all leads up, just like the plot summary said, to Scott not having a superpower, but using his talent. Mm. as the choke king (laughs) to kick the important soccer goal. He jukes one thug. He jukes another. And right as he breaks away, Malcolm stands in front of him like a goalie as he reaches back and kicks, delivering the perfect soccer kick The ball sailing through, as Molly said, a very large person-sized hole in the cage, hitting the computer, and stopping the mind control. Thank goodness. They break down the aluminum foil cage. They have stopped, by the way, the DNA restructure sequence, which literally couldn't happen. Nothing can fuck with your DNA. Least of all, staring at an image that's not going to mess with your DNA at all. There's no, when you are, when you are, you're, you're set. Your DNA is not going to change. I hate that. It's just not happening. They tear down the cage. They let out the family. And the film resolves with all the thugs, thugs one through six, being, being taken away. Malcolm and his stupid small glasses of gloating is also taken to jail. We have sort of this this wrap. I literally thought to myself, this is how we wrap this film? And we have the brother with his new power come and start to mind wipe people. Yep. Specifically He's getting Amy. rid of all of their identities. But you know, well, all the thugs, Malcolm, Nina, 
all of them get uh, all of them get wiped. Mind wipe. Yep. Amy's mom. Amy's, Amy's mom. mom. But you know, then we have the um, the the relationship moment. Amy, not you know, she says this isn't because you just saved my life, but will you go to the dance with me? It's really nice. And then brother mind wipes her. <laughs> but you know who doesn't mind wife? Randy. Yeah, I do. Like of the two of the coin flip that you could have made for that, the same logic that you employ to let Randy, this loudmouthed kid, keep his memories also applies for Amy. I don't understand the difference. And oh, it's it's for additional turmoil after the they, after the crisis. Yeah, roll. stupid Randy with his quippiness is like, I'll never tell anyone your secret identity. I can be like your little sidekick friend. Please don't." And then Mom's like, "Well, it would be nice for Scott to have a friend he can talk to about this stuff." And I'm like, It'd "Be nicer if he had a girlfriend he could talk to about this." That's stuff. right. It would be better if it was Amy. True. Very very true. <sighs> And I, I love that the brother delivers the line. He's like, can I just do this to shut this kid up? Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Yes. You have the audience's permission forever and always to just do that. Yeah. That is a better thing in the script. But they don't mind wipe him. They go on and uh, they the day is saved. They wipe all of the discs, all of the program at Nina's request to make sure that no mind control is used. She's going to return to to recycling one bag at a time. And the film resolves on Randy asking to be Scott's sidekick. Yep. No, you're forgetting. It's Captain Pick a Day. It's oh, it's Captain Pick Day. That's right. At, at Captain Pick Day. Right. Randy is asking to be a sidekick. And yeah, then they're voting on who's going to be the soccer captain. And it should, it all comes down to Scott and he is up and he's the last one to vote. And in this soccer team, uh, you can vote for yourself. So all Scott needs to do is vote for himself and he would cinch the victory, but he votes for Amy, which makes him tied and co-captain. And that's how the movie resolves with, uh, with Scott and Amy co-captaining the soccer team as normies as the rest of the family continues their superhero ways. Yeah. So it doesn't resolve anything at all. Not yeah, no, there's no, no resolution. resolution. No yeah. resolution whatsoever. Huh. So that's up, up, and away. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts. I'm going to give this... It is below average. I'm going to give this a 3.7. Mm. It. I think the plot is the genesis of things like Sky High... And the Incredibles, I think that they did it first uh, and up, up and away. So it's obviously going to get a little bit of a harsher judgment. The The message is lost because the plot is so bad. Like the message of it's okay to be normal is lost because the plot is just terrible. I think if the plot was better, like you could have the corny names, you could have the cheesy interactions, you could have all of that. But it, like you're losing the message for, for, the, for the bad plot in this one for me. I also think it's very bad. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think there were a couple jokes that made me chuckle a little bit, but I didn't think Scott was particularly likable. He wasn't unlikable, but I I feel pretty neutral towards him at the end as a main character. Randy was incredibly annoying. I thought the villains were silly. Three five. Didn't like. Malcolm. Don't need to watch it again. <laughs> I think that this movie is objectively a bad movie. I will also say that I didn't hate watching it. Mm. I think that. Like when we when we did Don't Look Under the Bed, I actively wanted to turn it off. I didn't hate watching this. 
it just doesn't make any sense. And I think it is the most unhinged movie we've watched. Correct. (laughs) And that includes Can Can of of Worms. I think this movie is more unhinged than Can of Worms. Wow. I... Every scene that comes later is like, well, that was crazier than the thing that just happened. Like (laughs) it just, it just kept spiraling out of control in a way that was unbelievable to me. So I think objectively a a bad movie, not painful for me to watch. And certainly the most unhinged thing I have seen, I'm going to give it a four. A four. Yeah. We're all kind of right in there. Yeah. Yeah. All in the same sphere. One of the reviews that we had from IMDb is a, is a 3 out of 10. By the way, it's it's not very close. You have like a couple of 10 out of 10s, and I think that's just some people have a, a deep nostalgia factor for this film, perhaps. And then the rest are pretty consistently low. This one is Up, Over, and Out is the title. of <laughs> <laughs> One of the more mediocre projects to come out of the Disney studios is Up, Up, and Away. A story about a normal kid who can't quite fit in with his family of superheroes. The same premise was put to better use in the film Sky High that starred Kurt Russell, which is also, it says, For the Magic Kingdom, which I can't, I can't imagine is correct. It was also from the Disney Studios. For the Magic Kingdom. (laughs) 100%. For the Magic Kingdom. It was made for the Magic Kingdom. Happy birthday, Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome, Sky High. (laughs) Enjoy Sky High. In fact, even more to the point, I saw this plot also used in Saved by the Bell, where Zach uses subliminal advertising in a music tape to get his woman, Kelly. Oh. <laughs> that's, there's, that's, by the way, listeners, that is this, this person's words. Here, the villain is science teacher Kevin Connolly, who is getting the kids at his high school to commit crimes on his behalf. True. Science teacher? Robert Townsend and Alec Datch are the parents of young Michael Pagan. Uh, who, if he's going to be a... This is not a complete sentence. Who, if he's going to be a superhero, should get his superpowers by puberty. Mm-hmm. That's... No, that's 13th year. He's got an older brother and a younger sister with the same. Talk about a competitive family. Sherman Hemsley is cast as the grandfather of the superhero clan. Imagine George Jefferson with superpowers that have gone a bit rusty, and you have the Hemsley character. It's really not worth wasting your time. I agree. With that last sentence, I concur. Yeah, it's uh, both for that review and also this movie. It's not worth wasting your time. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, we watched it. So so you don't have to. That's That's really what this one comes to. There there are a number of those that we've been through. Add this into the list. All right. What's up next? It's um, color of friendship. Color color of friendship. I hope it holds up because I loved this one. If I remember correctly, the color of friendship was pretty heavy. I think it is going to get deep next week. Hmm. Oof. Well, I'm ready for it. I mean, this movie was the opposite of that. So uh-huh, uh-huh. this, yeah, I, th- there was nothing deep about this movie at all. Yeah. No, the pendulum doth, the pendulum doth swing the other yeah. direction. We'll see you next week, folks, with the color of friendship. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please like and review. That really does help us out. Make sure you follow us on all social channels at Mammoth Club or at Mammoth underscore club. And next week, we'll see you here for The Color of Friendship. Until then, thank you all so much. Goodbye. Up and away. Up, up and away. From Duck Fists. Air Jaws. Professor Blitz.